Welcome to the Treble Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Thompson, audiologist and founder of Treble Health. This podcast is supported by treblehealth.com, the nation's leading telehealth service for tinnitus and hearing loss treatment. Thank you for being here on our podcast and make sure to subscribe to get our newest episodes sent straight to you. Let's get ahead with today's episode. Hey everyone, it's Ben Thompson with the Tinnitus Relief Podcast and we're back with Tamara to discuss her tinnitus journey. We recorded another podcast about six months ago and since then Tamara has some updates for us. Tamara developed bothersome tinnitus just over a year ago and has been working with an audiologist on our team at Treble Health with sound therapy and the one-on-one expert care. So part of what we want to showcase is different types of tinnitus and the journey over time. Some real in-the-moment shares of what is it like to be one year into managing this challenging condition? What have you learned over time, et cetera? So Tamara, with that in mind, tell us, just zooming out for those who haven't watched any of the previous podcasts with you, where did you start with this condition and what has happened over these six and now 12 month checkpoints of getting help? Um, I first developed tinnitus in uh, March of 2022. I had a head trauma and uh, about a month after I hit my head, I started getting some ringing in my ears. And when I went to an ENT, I found out that it was tinnitus. At first, it was, you know, there's not much we can do. Uh, There's no cure for it. Over time, you'll get better. You will get used to it. And I think about six weeks in, I found Trouble Health and I started working with an audiologist doing some cognitive behavioral therapy as well as some targeted sound therapy. And it's been just about over a year now. And, you know, even though I'm not at my end goal, I'm not fully habituated yet, I'm in a much different place than I was when I first started. And the first podcast we recorded, you had mentioned things like using sound therapy provided some immediate relief. Mm-hmm. It helped get over the edge of mm-hmm. dealing with the intensity of it a bit, even though you're still, you're still, you still have the condition. Uh, so we'll talk about uh, realistic progress given certain yeah. certain factors and all this. But that video has about sixty thousand views, so it's really resonated with the community here. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think I guess for myself, when I'm watching the videos, what I want is to see something that resonates with me in terms of what I'm going through. Maybe something that that person says is familiar or, you know, makes me feel like, man, I'm not the only one going through this. So I don't know really what it was, but I think that when you're going through something like this, you want to be heard, you want to be seen, you want to feel like people understand what it is that you're feeling on a day-to-day basis Because unless you have it, you just cannot know. So, you know, I'm really happy that it it did. The video did well and that people um, people watched it so many times. Uh, If we even help one person, I'm I'm happy with that. So, you know, whatever it is, I hope we can keep doing it. All right. So let's talk now about about your story in the first month or two. What was going on and talk us through the different stages of your process of what you've experienced since when this started. And then for those who have watched the last episode, we'll also get into uh, in the last six months, how have things progressed or changed for you? Okay. 
the beginning is really, really difficult because you're kind of in this fight or flight. You hear this ringing and for everybody, it's different. For me, I would categorize it at a nine or a 10 out of 10. It was as if somebody was screaming at the top of their lungs in my ears. I was hunched over. I was crying. I was, I couldn't eat. I couldn't get out of bed. It was that bad. And in the beginning, it was kind of just like, do whatever you can do to take the edge off. And I found a couple of videos on YouTube when I would play them in my headphones, it would kind of just take the edge off enough that I could gather myself. And then when I started working with treble health, it kind of fed into that same idea. So once I started with my audiologist, we kind of worked through the emotional side of it. So once you can figure out how to kind of pick yourself up and gather yourself enough that you can take the information that they're giving you, that's kind of step one. Once you get over that fight or flight, once you get over that, the fear of the unknown about what's going to happen and what your future is going to look like, then you can kind of start doing the work. So once I started doing the work with the audiologist, which consisted of, um, you know, kind of focusing my brain on something other than the tinnitus. Can you go outside and take a walk? Can you maybe read a book? Can you, you know, I started painting by numbers, anything to kind of try to get my mind away from the noise. And then I was introduced to the maskers, which are like little hearing aids, which provide targeted sound therapy right into my ears. And once I could take the edge off of that screaming, then I kind of felt like I could see a light at the end of the tunnel. Like, okay, I can get out of bed today. I can go do groceries or I can say yes to all of the things that I haven't been saying yes to. So for me, in the beginning, I think managing friendships, relationships, and work were really, really tough. I stopped working. I stopped going out with my friends. I couldn't bear to be around anybody at all. I just wanted to be by myself, locked in my room and left alone. Once I started working through those feelings, it was like, okay, let me dip my toe in the water. I'm going to say yes to coffee today with my girlfriend because... Maybe it's going to help me kind of get out of this funk. And I think one thing I had to work through was, you know, it's okay to say no if you really don't want to do something. But once you realize that getting up and getting out is going to be better for you, then that opens up everything else. Like, yes, I can go out for coffee today. Yes, I can, you know, go to my child's basketball game, which is one thing that I couldn't do in the beginning. I couldn't take the stress of the basketball and the sneakers scraping and the whistling. Like I was afraid to do anything. So once I got past all of that and I started doing little things, then it kind of led me down the road of just getting back into normal life. When we last spoke, I think I said that my tinnitus on average was like a six-ish out of 10. Now, six months later, I would kind of say on average, I'm at a four, four and a half on any given day. So it doesn't sound like a lot, but it is a lot. Those little strides make a huge difference. So now I can really say, I feel like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. This is a short interruption from today's video to announce the tinnitus quiz. If you're watching this video, there's a good chance that you or someone you know has tinnitus. We know how much tinnitus can impact your daily life and we're here to help. 
Visit tinnitusquiz.com and take a two-minute quiz to receive personalized treatment plans that have helped hundreds of people learn to manage their tinnitus. Start now at tinnitusquiz.com. Talk to us about the rate of change here. How much time does it take for this to shift? And many people here will say things, whether it's in the comments or reaching out to us like, well, I tried sound therapy for a few weeks and I don't know, it didn't do that much. So I stopped. Talk to us about your knowledge, your perspective on what allowed you to commit to the process and what did that process really look like? What did that program look like for you? It's really frustrating sometimes when, you know, you'll watch a video or you'll read an article and someone says, oh, my tinnitus is like a two out of 10 or it's a three out of 10. And it took me a month to habituate. And you're like, what? A month? So you get frustrated because that's definitely not what my process looked like. For me, it has been just over a year and it's been extremely slow going, but always going, it's always getting better. So, you know, like I said, I started at a nine or a 10 out of 10, and now I'm at a four and four and a half. So, you know, it can take, for me, it kind of feels like every couple of months, there's a shift, but that shift is only going to happen if you're consistent. If you stop using your sound therapy, if you stop doing your CBT, you're not going to get the results that you want. You have to be consistent. You have to use your sound therapy every single day, even on the days where you're tinnit. You wake up, you're like, wow, today's a great day. Maybe it's a two today. You still have to put in your time with your sound therapy. Your brain is a pretty powerful organ. And if you're trying to fight it, you've got to, you've got to maintain consistency. So you've got, I, I wear my maskers every day. I listen to my sound therapy every single day, whether it's a good day or a bad day. So. Yeah, I think consistency is the key, no matter how long it takes, because you're going to be headed in the right direction, regardless, you're going to get you're going to get to your end goal. Mm. And tell us about the day to day of your habits or your schedule. How do you incorporate protocol of sound therapy or different mental reactions, different behaviors? What does your daily schedule look like? And maybe discuss how that might be uh be applicable to the majority of others? The first thing I do when I wake up before I even get out of bed is I pull up like a morning meditation just to kind of get my mind right. No matter what my tinnitus is doing, I listen to meditation every single morning just so that I'm getting out of bed on an even keel. Once I do my morning meditation, I mean, you know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. There's tons of things that we have to do every day. I have to get up. I have to get my kids to school. I've got to do breakfast and lunches and all that kind of stuff. I'm lucky in that I don't have to go to work right now. So when I'm done getting the kids out of the house, I come home and actually, Dr. Ben, <laughs> I do your your seven day meditation challenge. Like I do it over and over and over because it just helps me focus. It helps me get my mind right. It helps keep me calm. It reminds me to breathe. And then once I'm done that, I will, you know, I try to incorporate. I mean, during the winter, I haven't been walking, but I'm a huge walker. So now that the weather is nice, I'm up and I'm out and I'm walking an hour, sometimes two hours a day, whether it's listening to a podcast or just enjoying the noises outside. I go out and I take a walk just to get some fresh air and clear my mind. During the days, as long as I'm busy, I'm usually okay. My tinnitus sometimes can still feel, there are days where it does still feel feel unmanageable. 
And on those days, sound therapy is key. I have to have my sound therapy in at least to take the edge off of it so that I can continue doing what I'm doing. Even sleeping with it. If you have to sleep with your sound therapy and do it, if it's going to help you get a good night's sleep. For me, that is the hardest part of my day is falling asleep. Once I'm asleep, I'm okay. But falling asleep is really difficult for me. So the same way that I do my meditation in the morning, before I go to bed, I make sure to put my phone away at least an hour to an hour and a half before I'm going to sleep. And I do a nighttime meditation as well as a nighttime breathing activity. So that's, those are my constants is meditation, breathing, and walking. Love that. It's very tactical. I think sometimes we need to share the the daily practices, the tactics, because first step is to understand there is hope. There are things you can do. There is a way to reduce and improve synodis over time. You've addressed something important is that many listeners in our community here have very difficult tinnitus and they may not experience you know significant reductions in a matter of days or weeks uh, but your story and our knowledge in the community says that's okay that does not mean this won't work for you that does not mean there's not help out there stick with it and understand the science here that we know the full treatment window here is often between 6 and 18 months And that's not rare for this to extend over a year of working on these methods and seeing slow, gradual shifts. What are your thoughts on just mentally preparing for this ultra marathon? And maybe at the beginning, we were in more of a sprint mentality of, I need to try pills, herbal supplements, anything quick that's going to get rid of this. How did How did you shift over time to more of this ultra marathon perspective? I mean, the shift in perspective happens because you have no choice. The tinnitus is there, so you have to adjust to it. And working with my audiologist, Dr. Tracy, who's awesome, by the way, shout out to Dr. Tracy. I think for me, she was one of the biggest keys because when I was going through those moments where I felt like, am I doing something wrong? Why is this taking so long? I'm doing everything that you're telling me. You know, there's days when I don't feel relief or I feel like I take two steps forward and another step backwards. Tracy would always remind me that where I'm at is perfectly normal, that I'm heading in the right direction. And, you know, everything that she said to me happened. She's like, if you just keep doing these things, it is going to decrease and it would. And then there would be times where I would go through a spike and we kind of like to reframe that and say fluctuation because spike seems to have like a negative connotation. So anytime I would go through a fluctuation and it would be three, four, five days, you know, where it was really bad. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing wrong? Is it my fault? You go through this, you go through this emotional, um, emotional turmoil. And you're like, is it really going to go away? Is it going to stay like this? Is it going to come down? And inevitably it breaks and then it starts to decrease and decrease. And then you're like, okay, you know, I feel better now. So you have to remember in those moments when you feel hopeless or helpless, you know, as soon as it comes down, you have to remind yourself that this has already happened. You've already gone through a fluctuation and recovered from it. You've already gone through 
the eight or the nine or 10 out of 10, and now it's at a six. So that six eventually is going to turn into a four. That four out of 10, it's eventually going to turn into a two. You know, you just have to, you have to remind yourself that all of the work that you're putting in is eventually going to, it's going to pan out. Love that. Let's get tactical again on sound therapy because many individuals will hear us talking and they will say, oh yeah, I'm doing sound therapy as well. I have YouTube playing. And we Mm. say, hmm, there's different degrees of sound therapy, its effectiveness, what technologies are you using to play the sounds as well as which sounds are being played. So how would you describe your experience using sound therapy with some simple free apps or YouTube videos, and then with the technologies, with the physical devices that you ended up using to someone who's new to this? How would you explain that? In the beginning, I was, you know, whatever I could get, I would go on YouTube and I would just put in tinnitus relief and all of these videos would come up and you kind of just try to find one that works for you. And in the beginning, what I was doing was I was trying to find a sound that would completely obliterate what I was hearing, not realizing that that is not what we want. What Dr. Tracy taught me was the difference between mixing and matching. So, or masking, I should say, mixing and masking. What we want to do is we want to mix. So I have my treble maskers. They look like little hearing aids. They are directly into my ear and they play pink noise. So you want to you want to have the level of the noise playing but you still want to be able to hear your tinnitus. You want your brain to acknowledge both. So you don't want to have a sound playing that is completely covering the noise. Um and that's what I was doing in the beginning. That's where I was going really wrong. So having the maskers in it is targeted into my ear. It's playing pink noise. You can adjust the sound levels to your tinnitus. So I always have mine in in the background, just below where my tinnitus is. So my brain can acknowledge that both things are happening at the same time. Do you have them right now? Could you show us what they look like? Yeah. So they're tiny little hearing aids. They fit in the back of your ear. They slip into your ear. I don't think anybody has ever told me that they noticed them. You can barely see them. They're tiny. They're so comfortable. And they hook up through Bluetooth to my phone. So if I do want to play something from YouTube or I want to listen to music, I can do that. They also will take a call if my phone rings, which is great. But more importantly, they're delivering the targeted sound therapy directly into my ears. Mm. And those are designed to be sustainable so that you can use them for three months. You can use them for 12, 18 months, really, until you until you reach your, your maximum benefit here, until we bring this down as low as it will go. So that's obviously a, a difference in those is that they're designed to be used 12 hours a day yeah. versus just playing sounds through my phone. Well, it's not very functional to be around other people or walk yeah. between rooms and have to carry this phone. Then there's text message interruptions and sounds and all this. So uh, that's really how they're designed to to be used. Okay, great. So that's sound therapy. And you said that another big part of this was working with Dr. Tracy, an audiologist from our team. Any other words of encouragement, hope, and given where you are right now, which is uh, just over a year from when this started and uh, about about a year of working with our team and following the guidance you've explained, just a checkpoint here of you know, how far you've come. Man, I'm in such a different place than I was a year ago. I can honestly say that I feel like I'm on my way back to being what my normal was. 
I still have tinnitus. I'm still not fully habituated. I still have some, some ways to go, but I feel like everything's kind of falling back into place. So, you know, my advice would just be, man, just try to hold on, try to have some faith, get help. Cause it's really, it sounds like a simple thing. It sounds like, you know, do some meditation, do some yoga, go take a walk, listen to some sounds. But if you don't have somebody who is knowledgeable, you know, I think it's going to take you a much longer time to habituate. Had I not found trouble health, I don't think I would have been in the place that I'm in now. So, you know, I would encourage anybody who's watching or listening just to get some help and, you know, it may take you longer than you want, but I think it would take you longer if you did it on your own. So don't be afraid to reach out for help. Just, you know, you want, you want your life back. You want to be able to live. You want to be able to do all the things that you were doing before. So just bite the bullet and get the help. And essentially you've been following tinnitus retraining therapy under our guidance. And I was recently reviewing some research that looked at the benefit, the treatment effects of tinnitus retraining therapy. And it shows that there's this compounding effect that the work that you did in the first three, six, nine months here is compounding so that as the next six, eight, 10 months proceed, the impact of tinnitus, the percentage of time it's in your awareness in the average day, and often the volume level too, will get better and better over time as these months pass. And it's based off of the work that you've already been putting in. So that's an important point here is that independent research has validated and shown the effectiveness of this treatment yeah. can still take place after six months, after 12 months, yes. it can get better and better. And that's through the power of neuroplasticity, through the brain's ability to filter out the sounds that you're hearing. So just want to put that into perspective and give you some last words of encouragement and, <laughs> uh, and share that I'm excited to check in with you in six months. So I'll give you the final word here. And just on behalf of everyone, you're an inspiration. And we thank you for sharing your story to others, because that's, that's what a good community does is uh, help others who are in need and pass on service to others who may need to be inspired and hopeful uh, hearing your story. Yeah. Um, I just, before we go, I just wanted to expand on something that you just said, the retraining, like I went through a period where I felt like I was plateauing and the noise wasn't getting better. It was like a couple of months and it kind of was just not budging. And Dr. Tracy suggested, why don't we start over? You're a new patient. Let's start from the beginning with the CBT and see what happens. And that's all I needed to kickstart it again for the tinnitus to start moving downward. So what you just said is exactly right. It does help because I feel like I've done it twice now. And each time that needle moved where I wanted it to move. So I think it's essential for people to get help, to not try to go through this alone. Don't do it by yourself. Reach out, get some help. And, you know, I hope that everybody that's listening or watching uh, is in a much better place than they were when we did this last time. And I hope that they'll be in a much better place when we do it again next time. Love it. Thank you so much, Tamara. And for anyone interested, you can head over to Treble Health by searching us online. You'll be able to learn more about our telehealth program. Tamara, thank you so much. We'll talk to you in thank six you. months. All right. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to today's podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ben Thompson. If you have two minutes, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a five-star review on the Apple podcast platform for the Treble Health podcast. Thank you for your time. And if you need any services for tinnitus or hearing aids, please head over to treblehealth.com and our team of expert audiologists will be able to help you via telehealth. Have a great one and see you soon.